What's going on, everybody? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know what it is. This is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast. Brought to you by the C-Rocks, Rock and Roll Thrive. Happy Tuesday, everybody. It is June 15th. Yeah, we're already halfway through this month. And get ready for what is the most inspirational podcast we have ever done. I mean, this is absolutely insane. So I'm going to start off with this. You know Matt Cutshall and the Emo's Not Dead videos. This band personifies that. This band is easily the band that is going to take the emo revival and take the forefront of it. If you're looking for the band that's going to end up becoming that next premier emo band, we have it. We found it. And we're going to talk to them all about the trials and tribulations of starting a band and basically banking on yourselves and all those steps to success. If you've heard of the band First and Forever, this is the podcast with Alex of First and Forever and... My God, inspiration at its peak. Are you ready to be inspired today, folks? Are you? Because I sure as hell am. Enough with me. Let's go. Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast. If you've ever seen Matt Cutshall's videos that say emo's not dead, this band perfectly personifies that moniker as well. They have a brand new EP that recently released back in March called Let This Love Lie Dead. The single from that, or the titular song I say from that, is freaking incredible. So you guys should definitely take a look at it. And I can talk with the frontman for the band, who is also a former Gopher University of Minnesota graduate like myself. So please welcome <laughs> Alex from First and Forever. So Alex, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Thank you, dude. I'm, I'm happy to be here. First off, let me say apologies for the uh, for the being late today. I got my time zones mixed up, but I hope you can forgive me being that I'm a fellow uh, gopher and Midwesterner. Well, I was starting out this podcast a little like, okay, let's see what the hell's going on here. All of a sudden you said, I'm like, holy shit, why the hell didn't I wear any Minnesota stuff today? I literally <laughs> got an Ice Nine Kill shirt on and I'm just rolling with it. I should have had all the Minnesota stuff ready, especially with the wild playing the day we're shooting this. So that's on me. No, it's all good. We know for next time. We know for next time we're going to be dressed in all Minnesota gear. We'll be ready to go. I'll have it all. I'll have my Gophers stuff on. It'll be amazing. This is, I'm going to be honest, it's the first time I've ever talked with the Gophers on a podcast. This is the first. It's a big thing for me. I'm a huge Minnesota fan, so I'm all about this. Okay. All, I got to ask, all Minnesota sports, is there like one team that you're just kind of like, eh, not real big on? Uh, no, I'm all Minnesota, dude. I'm, I'm ride or die. Just, just completely ride or die. I live in Arizona now, and I still like check the Minnesota sports section every day, man. Like, I watch the Wild. I'm a huge Vikings fan, T-Wolves, Twins, like you name it, man. So I, I, I love Minnesota sports. I love Minnesota. And of course, I love Milwaukee where you're from, too. So it's a good spot. Oh, boy, man. You're just killing it right now because I'm thinking, you know, you went to Minnesota. You're, you're a gopher just like me, even though you graduated yep. right before I got there. So we could yeah. potentially cross paths. But of course, did. you're a Wild fan. And again, like I said, my buddy basically made me a Wild fan. When it comes to baseball, though, I got to agree with you. I got to stick with the Brewers. When it comes to basketball, though, I don't really get into basketball that much. Not okay. my jam. But I'll support the Bucks. It's the hometown team. When it comes to football, though, I don't want to hear this. Damn, do I this. really should. I really should have worn the hat I wore earlier today for a different podcast. <laughs> I did because it was purple in all its glory. No way. Yes way. You're a Vikings fan. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Bro, I thought you were about to break my heart and say you were a Green Bay fan, and then I would have like literally just pressed turn off. I would have hit, hit the off button. Like, this is done. Like, bro, I am like so ride or die in Minnesota. Like, someone tells me they're a Packers. Like, if I'm on a date and a girl's like, 
you know, I really like the Packers. I'd be like, oh yeah, did you like this date? Because it's over. Like that's that's <laughs> it's done. I'm ride or die, dude. Like that's that's how I live. Well then, holy shit! I'm trying to think if I have anything even Vikings related that's in this room because I probably don't. It's all basically music related, but. I, I put like one poster up in my bedroom just because I'm like, I didn't know where to fit it in. And it was the one of uh, the Star Tribune uh, front page section from the Minneapolis Miracle game. Amazing, I, dude, I, amazing. I, the only thing that pissed me off about that game was I was supposed to go to that game with my brother. And my brother's a gigantic Saints fan. Oh, I could no. have finally had this moment where I'm like, dude, I got this over you finally. Yeah. But as I was about to buy the tickets, he said, no, I don't want to spend the money because me and my girlfriend are going to Punta Cana. I'm like, dude, we talked about this at Christmas. When did you guys decide to go to Punta Cana last week? I even told him I paid for his ticket. And he's like, nope, I don't want, no, I'll, I'll pass. I'm like, dude, what the uh, fuck? It's so lame. Bro, I, that year, I so first off, I remember that game specifically. Like, I told myself it was a Sunday. Yeah. I was like, the Sunday night game. I'm in Arizona. I was like watching that game. I was like, I'm going to have like two beers. I have to be at work at five in the morning. And then come like the third quarter, I was like nine beers deep. And then, you know what happened in the fourth quarter? I remember like being on my knees, like crying when that game happened. Like I just couldn't even believe it, bro. And then I was going to buy tickets to the Super Bowl. Like I was ready. And then the fucking Eagles just rocked us. I, I don't know. I'm the biggest Vikings fan in the world. Like I, I could talk about this for days. Like we could have like a whole separate podcast just talking about my like theories on the Vikings. So whatever oh, you want. Uh, oh, we, I mean, we easily could. I, I mean, I still remember that game as well, just because I, I was at my parents' house. I was watching the base with my dad. My mom was upstairs and she, like the TV upstairs was about five, six seconds ahead of the TV downstairs. So she saw oh everything gosh. unfold and throughout the whole entire game. If she was watching when she's upstairs, like she would like tip off anything that would happen. That was yeah. the one play. She stayed dead quiet and ran over to the stairs and was just like listening to hear the reaction. And all of a sudden, Diggs catches it. And I, I pop up and I you hear my dad go, get out of bounds. But I saw Williams miss the tackle. I'm just yelling, yeah. no, go, go. <laughs> I, I was just bouncing around going nuts. I ran up the stairs. I was so just energetic and crazy. I bumped into my mom and knocked her down the stairs. Oh she my tumbled God. down, knocked into this giant file cabinet that they were using as a liquor cabinet at the time. Yeah. I, I couldn't, I did not think of anything else except pure joy. My dad was pissed, but I heard my mom say, Randy, let him have this. This never happens to him. And then I literally went and I'm like, yeah, dad, this never happens to me. And I ran outside going, whoa. What a story. That's amazing. Yeah, dude. I mean, like what a moment for Minnesota sports. Of course, it ended tragically as all Minnesota sports do uh, the next game, but you know what? Uh, that That's what makes us strong and good people. So it's the disappointment that drives us. Absolutely. It's the fact that we know what losing feels like makes us appreciate winning so much more. And even for myself, like it makes me get along with so many more people too, just because if I'm with sports, music, whatever, when it comes to talking to people, it's like, yeah, I get along with you because I'm used to, especially with me living in Milwaukee, I'm used to not watching with other bikes. I'm used to being the yeah. only one in the room. So yeah. usually if I'm watching a game at a bar or something like with, like if I, like if there's a huge group or something, I'm usually not paying for a single drink because if the Vikings are winning, I'm not a, I'm not going to be super duper celebratory about it because someone's going to get pissed. If yeah. they're losing, people are going to try and make fun of me. I'm just going to let it roll off my shoulder. Remember to be like, oh, hey, you're a good sport, man. Hey, you want a shot? Yes, please. Sure, so let's drink do it. It's like either they win and I'm happy or they, they're they losing and people buy my drinks for some reason. It works. It, it sounds like you got it figured out because there is no one's ever buying me drinks. That, that never happens for me. So I got to do something different. One uh, one of the games, or sometime this season, come to Milwaukee, we'll watch a game at a bar and literally 
or, well, you'll see what happens. Or, ooh, that might not be bad either, because my brother actually manages a bar on Regent Street in Madison. So nice. No so, way. Yeah, so two years, yeah, so 2019, my dad and I actually went down there because I was supposed to go down to Madison for a concert then. I was supposed to see Falling sure. in Reverse, but they canceled that show, rescheduled it for three months later, which was still nice. But I was going to go down there anyway because it was a day of the Gopher uh, Badger game. I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch him at the bar with my brother, and then I'm going to go to the concert. But then when the concert got canceled, I'm like, I'm just going to take my dad with me. Still sure. one of the only Gopher fans in there. Every time I got to go to the bathroom, I got booed. I'm like, you guys don't want me to go to the bathroom? What the hell? And all of a sudden, that got out. They just went, I'm like, yeah, it was a bad poop. Trust me on that one. And everyone's just still laughing about it. Team didn't do that good. But all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm just getting drinks handed me left and right from people. I'm like, you know what? This ain't the worst thing in the world. You got. It sounds like you got to figure it out. Like I said, it sounds like you got to figure it out. It's it's definitely a system. All right, Alex, before we jump into even more stuff, there's one thing I was like to start this podcast with, and that's by asking you three separate questions. The first okay. two questions are super duper simple, super easy. If you mess these up, I I don't know what to tell you, man. But the third one's going to put you on the spot just a little bit because I find it funny. And it's always the one that basically opens up the whole podcast to what All right. the hell might All right. Be. I will do my best. First question is, what is your name? The second question is, when it comes to First Forever in the band, what do you do? And the okay. third one is the favorite one. I want to know a little fun fact, little fun, wacky story about yourself, either in the band, outside the band, whatever it might be, that will hopefully make me fall out of my chair laughing hysterically. Because I've heard a bunch of crazy ones. I've heard of bands chloroforming their other band members, taking them to a beach in Florida, burying them halfway in the sand and making it look like their legs got bit off by sharks. I've heard people seeing uh, other band members lighting their balls on fire because it's funny. I've heard stories about um, people... In vans, you know, you're like, you're traveling on the road. You got to go to the bathroom, but you can't really stop. So they go in a cup, yeah. they throw the cup out the window. The cup comes back in through another window and basically give the drummer a golden shower. So yeah, I've heard yeah. a bunch of these crazy stories that could potentially make you fall in my chair. Those are some examples just to get the mind flowing. So Alex, I'll let okay. you take it away. So my name is Alex Ryan. I am the lead singer of First and Forever. Now, when I think about like, what are some funny band stories that we have? To be honest, like our band is like, we're pretty straight laced, I'd like to think. Like we're like pretty down the middle, like normal guys. You know, we're not too wild in any way. And I think that's what makes our band work. But I can think of a couple of things, at least band related, that um, at least I find to be uh, quite funny. So the first one, I'll start with this, how we, how we started, how we formed. And this is a pretty well-known story if you followed First Forever. But the, the basic idea of it is that we started on Craigslist. So I woke up one day. I was thinking, I was like, I've always wanted to be in a band. I've never been in a band. So this is the first band I've ever been in. And I was like, if I don't start a band today, I'm going to, like, I'm never going to be in a band. This is never going to work out, right? So I, I, that night, I go, go to my hotel, get a six-pack of Bud Light. I drink the entire thing to get enough courage to like go on Craigslist and try to find a stranger, right? I'm basically looking <laughs> for strangers on Craigslist. So I go on Craigslist and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know. So I'm like scrolling through all these people and I come across this dude who has this video of him drumming. And like, I was like, he looks super sick. Like I'm going to send him a message. So I send one message and it's to our now drummer, David Pratt. Okay. So I send I send this message and I was like, Hey man, like, you look like a really good drummer. Like, I'd like to be a singer. Like, could, you know, like we should work together. And like 15 minutes later, he responded almost immediately. He's just like, sick man. Like, yeah, like I'd love to, I'd love to work out with you or something. Like, would you mind sending me a video of you singing just so I can, you know, so I can hear it. 
And I was like, yeah, well, I've never been in a band and I've never sang before. So I don't really have anything to send you. <laughs> and he literally sends me back an email that just says, I'm not interested, period. Just fucking oh. completely denied me. My current drummer just like, was like, I'm not interested, period, done. And that is the beginning of First and Forever. So I just had to like badger this poor guy forever in, until I, I did it. So that's how we started, okay? As we go, you know, as you, as you get bigger and you grow, like, you know, your, your goals change, you start doing new things. And so we decided, like we had gotten to this point where, you know, we had put out a song, like things were going pretty well. We're about to work on our first EP, Let the Love I Did, what you heard. And we were like, we need to go do, uh, like, we need to go get a photo shoot done, right? Mm -hmm. And mind you, we've never done a photo shoot before. So, like, we don't oh, really know what we're, we're getting. Okay? <laughs> like, we really don't know. And have you ever done a photo shoot? Quite for you. I, I mean, for me, no. Like, the last time I did anything that required professional photos was probably my cousin's wedding back in 2015. So, yes. nothing so, like that kind of, like, press-related or anything. Let me just say it's incredibly awkward. Like, it's like, like you're like posing and you're in like weird clothes and like, you know, there's someone you don't really know that's like giving you direction and like, you're trying to look like a kind of hard, but also like kind of hot, you know, like you don't really know what to do with yourself. And so we're like, we're like going to our first photo shoot and we don't really know what to do. And like, we've later found that like, you're supposed to like have like a pretty good sense because otherwise the photographer will just make you do crazy. So long story short, we're at this, this like shoot and we're just following every direction. So we're like posing, you know, like doing the whole, <laughs> doing the whole thing. Like, and I remember we're like sitting up there and our photographer, who we love, by the way, she's amazing. She made us look incredible, but it's like saying things like, oh, like y'all look so expensive. You look so good. We were really feeling ourselves, like really, like really feeling ourselves, you know, like God, we are hot, aren't we? Right. And so we're like, God, we look so good right now. And so we like feel so good. And like, at some point, like, I was like laying backwards on the ground and like my shirt was off and I'm just like, this is it. This is who we are. Like I'm a fucking male model now. Like this is <laughs> So we, we go to oh we, like a couple of days later, we're like in the studio and she sends us like these photos, but the photos include every photo, not just like the ones that like were chosen and edited. Right. So there's this whole, like oh, there's hundreds of photos. Right? <laughs> so we are thinking we have come out that thinking we were the hottest shit on earth. We had just gotten with our first photo shoot. We're like fucking male models now. And we get this photo shoot back and holy shit, dude, they, these things can never see the light of day out of like 500 photos. There was like four that were the rest were horrendous. Like we had no idea what we were doing. I was like shirtless, like looking like such a douche. Like, Oh dude, it was so bad. Our drummer, I like had these weird clothes on that were like, Oh dude, it was so bad. So more of the story is like, you're not a male model. You're a lead singer in a band. So do not pretend otherwise because you will, it will go the wrong way. So those will be my two like kind of funny things that we've had so far, but hopefully we'll have some good ones in the future. I mean, I'm pretty sure you will. But again, when it comes to anyone listening, if you're gonna have a photo shoot, don't go full male model. Don't try and be like no. Scott, Scott Staff from Creed. No. Like arms wide open. No, yes, no, no. Do, don't do any of that shit. Do not do that. It doesn't work. <laughs> like it's just, it's, it's not, it's not your vibe. So. Yeah, hopefully those those photos never see the light of day. That's my goal. First thing I thought of when you started talking about photo shoot, I'm like, oh my God, is this going to be some similar like the South Park episode when uh, Cartman tries to write a Christian album and then they try to take the photo shoot? It's like, you have to look off and depressed and all of a sudden you see Butter just run to the side, just go, cheese. Yes, yeah. Dude, no, I mean, Butter's dude, it's, similar. 
it's similar stuff. I mean, you just don't know what to do. Like, especially your first one, like you just have like, no, like now we're like a little bit better. We kind of get an idea of what we're doing, but like that first one, man, like you're just so like in the dark, like you just, I don't know. It's weird, but it's, it's good learning. It, I mean, you have to go through it at least at one point. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to do something all of a sudden like, Oh, maybe to have some sort of photo thing with this once uh, it continues to grow. Cause it has been, but all of a sudden it's gonna be like, okay, what the hell am I supposed to do? It's just going to be me looking like a total goof because I don't know what the hell else to do. I mean, yeah, it's just gonna that, be like, okay, that's it, man. That's it. Yeah. I want to capture the essence of you. And it's going to be just me looking like, yeah, just for the shit of it, because that's what I always look like. That's me. Hey, I get it, man. That's me too. That's what I look like on in pictures all the time. So yeah. Or, is, or all of a sudden just me a sweaty mess running on a treadmill. It's like, what's he doing? He's running away from, from the bad thoughts or something like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's Hilarious. the vibe I want to put man. out. Love that, love that. Oh God, but yeah, so definitely if I remember, just don't, when I go to, a, if I have a photo shoot, make sure I have an idea behind it, but still, I did know about the, the fact that you found your door on Craigslist, but I'm like, okay, let's just, I didn't know the story, the fact that all of a sudden you had no idea that like, you, you didn't, didn't even know that, like that you ever could sing. So you're just like, yeah, I just want to be in a band. And all of a sudden I'm not I, interested. And then boom, now all of a sudden he's in the band. <laughs> yeah, dude, I had no idea. Like I, st- I mean, like I, I had no training, no anything. I just, just like wanted to be in an emo band. Cause I always love it. And like, I have like a really warped sense of reality, but like what being in a band is like in the sense that like, this is my first band ever. This is the only band I've ever been in. And like in my world, you just start a band and like you put a song on the internet and people care about it and you get to play shows. Apparently that's not how it works. Like <laughs> for like pretty much everyone else. Like, and so I live a very charmed existence in this way, but like, for instance, like my drummer, my guitarist are like, had been in bands their whole lives. And it's like, this is the first one that like actually hit. And so it's like, apparently that's most people's experiences. So I'm just like very fortunate and lucky, but yeah, I have a very warped sense of reality and like what being in a band is like. It's like, uh, we just like started it and it like kind of worked for whatever reason. And I have no idea why. So. Uh, but we're very fortunate. We, we love what we do. So I, I like it. Hey, you just got to roll with it. If it's going to work, it's going to work. And the fact of the matter is, yeah, a lot of other people are going to have a different experience with trying so many different bands. And a lot of them aren't going to hit. But there are those certain number of people where all of a sudden they start something and it just hits right away. And you just roll with it. And you just don't change it up. Yeah, it, 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 it if happens. It's, if it's, it's not, not broke, don't fix it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And if it's, if it's moving and it's not supposed to be moving, you know, put some duct tape on. If it's not, if it's moving, if it's not supposed to be moving, but it, or if it's not moving, but it's supposed to be moving, just WD-40 that shit. Just if, if, but you know, you seem like a well-rounded, just well-oiled machine, just continually going, especially with all of a sudden, you know, you guys got that first big traction with the single Chicago and then all of a sudden with the EP as well. I mean, it just seen the traction that has been built up behind those is absolutely incredible especially for the fact that it's your first band yeah man i mean like and it's funny that you say that right because we are very conscious of the fact that, like our band started at zero right like zero fans it was the three of us in the living room like three years ago and we built it to this point now where like people care about it and you know we have fans and friends that we made along the way and it's so it's it's really shocking and it's a really a beautiful thing but like we never forget that right that like we started at zero. So to have gotten to where we are today and like the traction that we've had and the momentum that we've had is just like really a testament to, I think, the sound and my bandmates and how, you know, how good they are and how amazing they are as musicians and um, just something that we're building. It seems like we're building something um, that's important and people seem to care about. It. And so we want to keep building that for people and keep growing the fan base and, you know, uh, do this thing for real. So, we're, yeah, we're, we're very blessed. 
And one way I can say that that actually really comes into fruition, you can actually see that in action, is taking a look at the different reactions, the different um, interactions that you have on social media, not only on Instagram or like Twitter, on Facebook, everywhere, just when fans comment on your stuff, it's the fact that you comment back, but the comments are, you know, actually genuine. It doesn't seem like a robot's coming back like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hell no, like they're actually unique, yeah. they're actually legitimate. Whenever I see bands do something like that, it always creates a grander sense of community around the fans because all of a sudden the fans are, co- are you know, giving you a comment on something, whatever it might be, praise person, whatever it might be, but you're responding and you're responding from yourself. You're not just like saying thank you. You're just like completely doing blanket statements over and over and over again. And it creates this closer connection with the band. I've seen the band Varsity do this consistently as well. And it's worked out for them as well. And I'm not saying it's, you know, like, oh, it's because it's worked out for them. It's worked out for you. No, you guys are both doing it at the exact same time. And it's and you're seeing the results continually happening in terms of a growing fan base, in terms of more listeners, in terms of all of a sudden, not only with that fan base growing on overall numbers, but the strength of that fan base with the existing fans continually go stronger as well. Yeah, you know, it, I think that's just like who we are as people, right? Like there's not really much thought behind it other than it's like, I don't even know what else I, w- I would say, right? Like it's, it's, it's like I consider like commenting like a conversation with someone. Like if someone says something to me, like usually in a conversation, like you say something back, right? That's like related and on topic that furthers the conversation. So that's kind of how I think about all social media interactions. And I, to your point, I was just like, I get really bored of like band uh, social media pages where it's very clear that it's actually like not run by the band. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like you're like not actually speaking to the band. Like they're just putting up like posts and stuff. Like, I don't know. I think that, you know, if you look at our social media, it's really like all just like my personal pages. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's really what it is. Like, like the band page is like really just like my personal page. I just like put shit up that I think is funny and like, or fun or, you know, related to the band, whatever it might be. And I think that at, at least in my opinion, like people see this, like we're like real people. Like we're not pretending to be, anything we're not we don't take ourselves very seriously we're just like someone you could go have a have a beer with at a bar right like it's it's we're just like everyone else and i I, you know i have no sense of um righteousness because i'm in a band like you see in some other bands right where they're just they're way too cool for school i i don't feel that way so i was a nerd growing up so i don't i don't have that at all I totally understand. I do this YouTube series called the Kevin Figures Out series where I take bands that I don't really know all that well. Or it's like, I know the name, I know of them, but I haven't really listened that much to them. And I sit down and I take a look at their music. I take a look at how their image, how they present themselves, like with music videos, their style, and then also live shows, but then also how they interact with their community of fans. And specifically, of course, because I started this during the pandemic, that series, I should say, not the podcast. Podcast has been going on for over two years now. But I look at always with the social media interaction to see kind of, okay, how are you interacting with your fans? Is this something that I could easily get behind as a brand new fan? And yeah. a lot of the times it's, you're seeing consistently, like I can tell that they're run by members of the band or not, yeah. not bad. I can tell they're run by somebody else or not run by the band members. Very few times you absolutely know. And it's always, you take a look at the, it's if they're responding and how those interactions are. That's yeah. always the key is all of a sudden, like if you're responding, okay, then I can see someone's actively managing this. But if I take a look at the response, it's just, you know, the blanket, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now I know it's like, okay, this isn't really necessarily like you're connecting with people, but you're not genuinely doing it. But then what you're doing where all of a sudden, you know, you're continuing on a conversation, you're actually commenting with relevant points. That's just going to foster a greater sense of kind of just, I'm trying to think, value to somebody to like, yeah. to, like to, to listen to your band and just get into you because all of a sudden... Hey, we're listening to First and Forever, and they came out with a kick-ass single, and now we want to comment on it. And all of a sudden, they comment back. Okay, let's take a look at it. And it's actually related to what we said. 
holy shit, that just, yeah. that'll make someone's week even. Yeah, uh, well, we, you know, that's a very flattering thing to say. We, we don't, yeah, you know, we still, we still get, I don't know, it, it's a very odd feeling to, you know, that people get so excited to talk to us because like, I get excited to talk to them, you know, like, it's like, it's not like, it's, it's like a, it's a kind of like a, it's a two way street, right? Like, it, I don't think people, at least maybe other bands aren't like this, but for me, it's very much like, I, people are excited to talk to us, but like, I'm equally excited to talk to you because like, wait, you're saying that you like my band? Like, yeah. you know, you like my like music that we make? Like, oh, sick. Like, awesome. Like I, like, I don't know. I think it's super cool. And like, that's how we think about like bands or the friends of the band that we have is like, we're just like so grateful to ha- like, have them that you like our stuff. I mean, like if you've been an artist or if you've done anything, just like have someone say that like you're, what you've worked on sounds good, man. Like that's like the greatest compliment of all time, right? Like that's, that's it. Like we spend, let me give you an example. Like we just did a new record like three weeks ago, four weeks ago, brand new record. It's coming out when it comes out. Yeah. And, but we ha- we're just starting to get these mixes back. And like, I will, I, so first off, I've already heard these songs and demos a hundred times. I've now recorded them, which you know, you do all these takes. And now I'm getting to make these mixes back. And I know exactly how these songs go. And like, I think they're sick, but I listen to them over and over and over again, just to like reconvince myself that they're actually good. And then like, <laughs> that's the part that like people don't realize is going on, right? Like when we, we put something out, you're like, oh, these people are super proud of this or whatever. But it's like, it's nerve wracking. It's like very nerve wracking, right? Because like each song is like, I mean, this is kind of a, a used cliche, but it's like, it really is like your child, right? It's like your baby and it's like very difficult to judge like if your baby's actually pretty or not right if you actually have a cute baby right like everyone thinks their baby's cute but like is it actually you know what i mean and that's how we think about like songs it's like we think they're really good but like are they like i don't know and so when you get that you know positive reinforcement and you start hearing from people like yeah it is good that feels great because guess what i had been worrying about you thinking that for the past fucking year about that one song like nerve just terribly nervous on if people are gonna like it so Whenever we hear from fans that say they like our stuff or talk to us, like we are just as excited as they are to speak to us. Oh yeah, I can totally understand that. So again, I've talked to plenty of different bands on this podcast as well, and it's usually a considerable thing where when it comes to creating these songs, it's there's always that sort of fear when it comes to release something like, are people gonna like this? Are people not gonna like this? What's gonna be the response? Especially if it has a little bit of a different style than what people are expecting. And it does, I mean, it does take guts to release something like that or release any kind of music because you're putting yourself out there. You're putting your art out there. You're putting your heart, your soul, your passion out into the world. And of course, people are going to judge it any at any time. And yeah. there's going to always be people that don't like it. There's going to be people that like it. And it just, you got to understand, you know, how to deal with something like that as well, especially when you get sometimes more negative than positive. However, the fact that, again, I'm going to go back to the social media thing, the fact that you're consistently commenting on stuff, but also genuinely connecting with people that can go really far even if there's like some negative comments well and if you just let it roll off your shoulder and have fun with it like a comment section you never know what might happen because you could gain more fans even that way than it would be just like you know a lot of positive ones you respond to those even if you respond to some of the negative ones but you end up having like some fun with it or you end up just like someone says oh this song sucks and then you ask them okay what like why did you think that like can we can we hear your opinion on it yeah and if you and it's like, oh, they're actually asking what I think. Holy shit! And then they Crazy. respond to it, and all of a sudden they actually kind of give us more like full on fleshed out kind of thought. And all of a sudden you're gonna look and say, okay, I can see where you're coming from. Next thing you know, 
they're going to enjoy that interaction and they're going to go deeper into your stuff and say, okay, I didn't like this one from this band, but I want to see if there's something further down the line that I like. And all of a sudden, maybe yeah. the next song they find might be all this thing. You're like, holy shit, this might be one of the best bands I've ever heard. It could easily happen like that. I've seen it happen plenty of times. You, you know, dude, it's funny you say that. Like, we always thought that, like, you know, when we put out Chicago, which is like our, our first song, and that song is so close to my heart and means so much to me. That was the first song I ever wrote, whatever. Like, we always thought that was going to be like the song, you know? And it's funny because, like, Right now, it's like our fourth most popular song on Spotify. And I'm going to go ahead and guess that when we put our next record out, that thing's just going to no longer exist in mm -hmm. our top most popular. And so it's so weird how like things progress and like people find the new things and whatever. But, you know, it's crazy. Like, it's just like to your point, though, it's like, you know, you hear maybe I don't like this, but I'll go back into the catalog and hear something. And so a song like Chicago could really be a special surprise to someone because right now it's like everyone's kind of hearing the new EP. But like, you know, we put out. Um, you know, and basically like a kind of like a, a collection of singles before that, that people are still discovering. So it's, it's wild, uh, just, you know, how people discover music these days. And you, know, you just want to keep putting out good content to make sure that when people do go back, you know, they have something to, go, to look forward to. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even for myself as well, there've been plenty of times where all of a sudden I haven't really known certain bands and people have suggested them to me. I'm like, okay, let's just go check out what they have. Of course, I mean, even though I still like download everything so I can have it on my old ass iPod. So when I go to the gym or something, I don't have to be always connected to the internet. I can kind of just zone out. So that's what I always use it for, just my nice little zone out mode. But yeah. of course, I'm sitting in my computer or something and someone's like, oh, check out this band, check out this band. Yeah, I'll go to Spotify and listen to it. And I've all and I've learned this for back in 2019. Never ever just listen to that first song that's on Spotify in the top one. No. Because even if you like it or if you don't like it, you never know what else might come next. Because all of a sudden, let's say I'll use a data member as an example. The top song on their Spotify is consistently if it means a lot to you, all the way through. Yeah. Again, it's an acoustic, it's softer than anything they really ever it's done. It's nothing like the rest of the catalog. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not like the rest of homesick, and you listen to you're like, oh, that's different. And then if you left it at that, you think they were a softer band. All of a sudden, if you go through all of Homesick and all of a sudden you listen to Mr. Highways and all of a sudden you just get to that breakdown with disrespect in your surroundings, yeah. or listen to all of Welcome to the Family, you're gonna get a completely different vibe. I did the same thing with Moshe So White when I first started listening. I listened to Voices the first time. That was the first song I heard. I'm like, this is different than what I expected. It's good, but you know, I enjoy it, but I'm not sure if I enjoy this fully. The next song was Eternally Yours, and that was the that was that was it hook, line, and sinker I was in. It's amazing, right? It, it, that's why you gotta go back and like listen to it mm -hmm. and, and hear where they come from, right? The, the, a band's discography tells a story, right? Mm -hmm. Of where they are, where they came from, where they're going, right? Like you hear, so for instance, you listen to our songs and it's very funny how it works for us. If you listen to REP and you compare it, right? The songs get like a, a little progressively um, like darker as they go along and we, and then you finally get to let this love lie dead. And so you hear like, for instance, one more time is the, the lead on, on that record, right? One more time. It's very pop punky, right? Like kind of classic, like pop punk vibes that's much more similar to our earlier material. As you go further down that EP, Let the Slap Lie Dead, you get to the titular, titular? Title yeah, it. Titular. Titular track. You used that word earlier and I was like, good word, <laughs> I'm gonna use it later. Yeah. Titular track, uh, Let This Love Lie Dead, and you hear how that sounds. Now that song is much more the direction of all of our new music, which is really interesting, I think. That's how it tells the story. It even tells a story through, it, through a record, right? On where they're going. Where's the first song to the last song? How does that relate to the next grouping of songs so when you hear this new record that's where we're, we're working on right now it's coming out like you're gonna be like got it i know where that sound came from right and you don't know where these songs are going to come from where these sounds are going to come from until you kind of unlock them right like let this love lie dead really unlocked a certain sound for us where we're like oh that's what we want like that's what we want to go for we, we've never 
really prescribed to being like a pop punk band, to be honest. We've always considered ourselves like an, e an emo band or like an emo, emo rock, basically. And that is a thousand percent true on our next record. Like there is not a pop punk song in the, in the uh, I don't know, traditional sense on our next record. It is, it is a rock record and we're very, very excited for it to come out. Yeah, but even if you listen to Let This Love Lie Dead, it does have a lot more of an emo trope to it, but it does have like more of a pop punk emo mix because especially the way it flows through that intro yeah. to the verse and then to the chorus, the flow is very pop punk style where it's more energetic. Honestly, it's a lot of fun to listen to, but yeah. the tones are not what you expect in pop punk. The tones are much more what you expect in an emo sense. So now you're exactly. getting more of that blend in there. And of course, like when I was listening to it, that was the one that stuck out to me the most was Let This Love Lie Down. I'm just like, holy fucking shit and then that was that was the song that basically because i was looking for different things to feature on the msod rock song of the day feature post yeah. that i do every single day and all of a sudden like i forgot like if something came up i think it may have been like a facebook ad, no instagram ad actually came up for okay. you guys and i screenshot it because i'm like i want to check this out i just want to see what the hell's going on here sure. and i checked it out and i checked out the ep and i was listening i'm like I'm not sure what song I'd like to feature in these. I'm like, oh, let's just keep going down. I get to let this love I did. I'm like, that's it. That's the one. That's and so right crazy. After, and like right after I was working, right as I was working on it, I was putting like a little preview video for together for it. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I just went on Instagram DMs. I'm like, hey, let's see how I can get him on the podcast. Let's just love that, dude. I'm glad that worked out. Oh, it gets even better because on one of the live streams that I was doing, I was talking to people about upcoming podcast guests that I was going to have. And I brought up all these different ones that I had coming up and I brought up first and forever. And I, people are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Did, did you say first and forever? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Okay. That's when we have to mark on the calendar. I'm just like, damn. That's hilarious. Yeah. I dude, good. Good. Well, I'm glad <laughs> you want to hear something crazy, bro. Let this love lie dead was never supposed to be a single. It was never like we were like, when we were like choosing what we we're going to do with this record, what we we're going to do, like that was never even an option. And then it was like, certain things went a certain way like COVID happened mm -hmm. like you know everyone thinks and it's like we got to the end we're like well we got to do a video for one of them we're like let's do that the stuff like that we were like a little worried that that song was like it was like too hard almost like it wasn't like pop punk enough like we were worried like it wasn't going to be broad enough for like an audience we didn't really know and then we're like fuck it like we love this song like it's personally our favorite from the record because it's much more in line with like what we listen to and what we like and when we got the response on that song we we're like wait a second, like maybe we're on to something, like maybe this is a sound that people are kind of missing. And so we, you know, really doubled down on that sound uh, for the next record. So uh, I think people uh, will be excited for the new stuff. Well, I'll even ask you this, when it comes to that emo style of music, is there any band out there really that's really taken that mantle is in more of a current sense? Because whenever you think of emo, everyone automatically goes to My Chemical Romance, automatically. Yeah. And since they, since they left, of course, back in like 2012, 2013, even though they came back for that one show in 2019 and we're still waiting for them to come back. But of course, COVID fucked that all up. Yeah. No one's really taken any sort of a mantle from that, except for, except you got Matt Cutshaw with all the emos, not dead videos, which yeah. are, you're bringing back a lot of like nostalgia and remembrance to the genre. But you can, t and the thing is, is with the popularity of those videos, you can tell that this style is still in the minds of people. There's still, yeah. there's still space for this to completely exist in terms of popularity among rock, rock music listeners, alt rock music listeners, yeah. whoever it might be. There is space there and it's just waiting for someone to take it. And of course, I think that especially after listening to Let This Love I Did, if this is what the sound that you're going to go with more, especially at the titular song, this is definitely something that has the ability to do that because 
it's not like a copy of my chem style, which I think of yeah. course a lot of people are kind of like, okay, that's the premier band. So you don't want, you don't want to just like follow right behind that. Cause everyone's going to look at sure. you like that. But if you just follow this whole entire style, because you're taking that emo style, but you're also kind of blending with like that energy of pop punk at the same time as well. And yeah. rock music as well. What's going to happen is take a look at MGK right now. I mean, he came out the pop punk album. Uh, it takes my downfall. And kids are going absolutely ape crazy for it. Hell, he, they announced it like the first show they announced in Milwaukee, first new show they announced ever when the show started getting announced was MGK. And that thing sold out within like 15 minutes. Crazy, right? So, Look, man, yeah. Yeah. I, so, I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like, and to your point, like, no band's taking the mantle of like being the next one. Like, we are going to be that band. Like, you, you heard it here first. Like, we plan to be like the premier emo rock band. And like, that's, the trajectory that we believe that we're on and we believe we're the only band that can do it. And I want to be clear, like that's not cockiness. Like we're just very confident in what we're doing. We're very confident in the sound. We're confident in our team that surrounds us. We're confident in the, in the direction that we're going. And we're more importantly, we're, we're fucking confident in the music, man. Like with our new record, like we just doubled down and everything that we, we felt like we would done well. And we think that we've come out, we've made something that people are going to really respond to and get it right. Like, like this is what we're going for. And so we're, uh, we're so excited for the future and what, what, what this band could be. I mean, I, I'm so confident in this band. I, I don't even have a full-time job anymore. Like, this is my job Yes! Now. Yes! Yeah. yeah, this is it. This is what I'm doing. So it better fucking work, because if not, your boy's going to be poor. <laughs> it better fucking work. I love the, like, that just shows confidence right there, where you're like, you know what? I'm going to quit my full-time job because this is the passion. This is what I want to do. And it also takes away from any potential, like, okay, you know, any distraction of, oh, I've got this safety net I can fall back on as well. I mean, Travis Barker basically did the same thing as well. And that's why he got all those tattoos on his face because he basically forced himself to not live like that nine yeah, to five exactly. lifestyle and take a look at what the hell he has done. And he's doing more of like a resurgence sense with all the different artists that he's being featured on and collaborating with. I mean, hell, the instrumentals on Takes My Downfall, I thought were rather good. And a lot of that was from Travis Barker. Crazy, right? Crazy. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, and it's a great record. I'm literally like, as we're talking about it, I've got it on vinyl right here. It's literally oh, right nice. next to me. The, the MGK, the new MGK record. Just like, I, I love it, man. It's, it's such a good record. It's so fun. Great music, a like great sound. And it's really brought back rock music, I think, to the mainstream. So we can thank him for all of uh, our success. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, even for myself, like, I like the instrumentals on it. When it comes to MGK's vocals, I, I just can't get behind them in, in the in the sound. For some, it just doesn't sound right to me in my sense. But when it comes to, like, okay, am I going to bash them? Hell no. I'm seeing what it's doing for rock and metal in terms of getting younger kids into the genre once again. I mean, it's, it was fucking popular on TikTok. All of a sudden, now all these kids are going to start listening to Blink-182, basically, because Travis Barker's featured on it. Then they're going to venture in more of that pop-punk sense. And I'm like, okay, where do they go after that? Some will go more hard rock and some will go more emo, even. Exactly. Because it's the natural and progression. And that's, that's what we think. We think that, like, kind of emo is the next come up, right? It seems like pop-punk is coming. And then we, we believe that, like, emo is going to come in real hard behind it. And we're seeing it, man. It's people like Misery Business is fucking trending on TikTok right now. Like, it's yeah. Like, and, it's, uh, it's important, man. And it's Dear like Marie, are, Dear Marie people, Combo people was doing the same thing. Yeah, crazy, right? It's a, it's absolutely nuts. And I again, you're just seeing all these different clues that it's happening and that it's that the potential is be starting to be realized. Again, 
MGK with the with tickets by downfall. Hell, I saw a bunch of people complaining the or before we were shooting this about, oh my god, he won best rock artist for a, the Billboard Music Awards. Oh, this is horrible. Like, no, no, it's it's not horrible for the fact that younger kids are getting into the genre. Let's not stifle that. Let's let that happen because hell, now instead of them. It's like, okay, what kind of music are you getting into? What happens if they get back into rock and metal again? Holy shit, all of a sudden, all the bands that we absolutely love now, all of a sudden, this younger generation gets into, and now there's this whole entire resurgence behind all these great bands that are going on now. Holy crap, how amazing could that be? And then just what's going to end up happening with bands that are coming up next or bands that are emerging that are going to end up taking the mantle. I like yourself with first or forever, like Joey Varey and Varsity. I got to bring up because I've seen so many parallels between both you and him. It is absolutely insane. Not, not only with just like how things started, but especially with the band, but also like with, um, with let this love lie dead with being the probably again, right now, the most popular single that you guys have. And the sure. most popular single that Varsity has was another song that they didn't that he didn't want to have in the record because he even felt it fit. And all of a sudden it's Crazy, like they release right? it and it's it, it's gonna be on the big ones countdown for a serious XM Octane by the end of the year for sure. Amazing, dude. That's amazing. Well, I, I'm glad to hear that. You know, like and, uh, props to that varsity band and like everything that they're doing. And it sounds like they're they're kind of you know doing a great job as well. So yeah, I mean it's it's crazy. A lot of parallels, right? Yeah, that's why I'm bringing it up. I'm like, I'm just seeing so many different parallels in terms of you're seeing these bands that are just rising to the top right now. And for a lot of people that are out there, it's you're seeing this happen. Like if you want to get in on early on this, like kind of like, you know, get on the ground floor level of like an investor kind of thing. Think about it with music. If you want to get in the ground floor, this is the time. It's right now. The ground floor is right now, bro. Like you you hit on the nail on the head. Like we in like internally are like, we are at like the base of the iceberg right now. Right. Like we are underwater on the iceberg. Right. Like, it's, it's going to happen and it's happening right now and it's going to go like this. So hop aboard the fucking emo train because it's about to take off. Let's go. <laughs> My God, I had to find a way to end up getting uh, Matt Cutshaw in some, just to get his ears in your, like, to listen to your music as well. Because, of course, if all of a sudden what's going to happen if, yeah, you get all the nostalgia one from the emo's not dead guys. Yeah. What happens if all of a sudden it's like, okay, let's go with more of a modern twist on this. Let's bring in a, like a modern sound or just like a modern song. Already, anybody got a band to look up? They'll, you'll see me just firing back like first and forever, man. You gotta just go with it. You gotta do it. Gotta do it. Like this is right. If you want, if you want to show like where the revival is happening, that is where you go. And dude, we feel like we have a song on the new record that is like so perfect, Matt Cutshaw. Like it's like we'll see. I've got some ideas. Like you know, if certain things go a certain way, we might try and reach out to him for it. So we'll see what happens. But you heard it. If that happens, you heard it here first. I said it. I said it on this podcast that. <laughs> We, we have a song that would be perfect. So we'll see if that happens. I feel like when this episode comes out, I'm going to have to tag Matt Cutshaw and be like, hey, man, you want to hear something? Hear this. Yeah, dude. I love that. I love that, dude. I, I, and by the way, I love everything he does. It's incredible. It's so funny. It's so topical. And it's so well done. And, you know, it, it's, it, it like obviously pokes fun at the scene, but it's done in like a very endearing way. And it's meant to be, you know, making fun and not taking the scene too seriously, but while also like, rising it up right i think you think he's doing a great job it's uh I, anyone who's like supporting our scene i'm a fan of so i love it yeah because you take it again you take a look at what he's doing yeah the dude is poking fun at a lot of the stuff poking fun at a lot of the crazy fandoms a lot of the crazy emotions that go on there but you're seeing it done in a way where everyone's laughing at where it's like if you were a part of that back then you're looking at that with oh my god i remember when i used to do that or if you're a part yeah of that, you, you get it like you remember those times you remember doing it right so yeah and now funny. all of a sudden like with him getting continually bigger you're seeing different artists like show up in in these videos like all of a sudden we've seen 
uh, Ryan from Yellow Card show up. I'm trying to think who else we've seen. We, we got, got guys from Alt- Plan, Dashboard Confessional. Like, yeah, All Time Low. Uh, yeah. Well, even like, yeah, with the guys from Zip Plan, all of a sudden Tony Hawk was in that video too. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> that, that I was not expecting. I saw that. I was like, who's your son's name? It's Tony Hawk. I, I thought that they, that they actually got Tony Hawk in this one. And then Tony Hawk acting like a scene kid too was hilarious. Dude. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're doing something right. You know, they're, they're, he's doing a great job. He used to be in a band. Did you know that? I, I did not know that he used to be in a band, but I know that. He was in like a whole, boy band. Matt Crutchell was in like a boy band. I, Oh my god! Now you're locked. You gotta look it up. You, you, it's it's worth looking up. It's like very funny when you see it. It's, it's great. You're unlocking every time. I remember hearing about that that he was because I was thinking about like I know he made like a parody emo song with a band called You're Broken Here that he created. Yeah. Of course, the guys from Dashboard Confessionals helped him out with that one. But I listened to the song. I'm like, this is actually really fucking good. Yeah, it's funny. It's a good song. It's not bad. It's it's really good. No, like I heard, I even featured it as a song of the day feature one day because I'm like, this is just good. Like, why would I not feature this? This is good stuff. And you watch yeah. the music video, like all the tropes of any emo video are in that video. It's like, amazing. It's amazing. The guy yeah, just knows what fan. he's doing. We're a big, yeah, big fan of him. And like I said, anyone who's propping up our scene, we're, we're, we're such big fans of. Well, let's just keep propping it up, man, because it's something that, I mean, you're seeing all these different, it's cyclical in a way too, where you take a look at different things that pop, I mean, pop punk was very prominent back in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, then all of a sudden it kind of went away. And now with MGK, it's coming back up. Like it can be very cyclical. And like we said earlier, emo is not, is like the logical next step for that to happen. It is the logical next step. It's going to, it's going to be that. Yeah, we think so too. And we think we're the band to do it, man. So we're, we're excited for the future and, and what's going to happen. So, but you know, we'll, we'll just see what goes on. Shit. Then all of a sudden, hopefully all of a sudden 2022 rolls around. And then all of a sudden I'm going to take a look at uh, the lineup for Riot Fest in Chicago. And you guys are going to be the band that's going to be technically opening for my chem. Dude, we so badly want to play festivals like Riot Fest. I've been to Riot Fest in Chicago. Like I, dude, I mean, that's the dream, right? So right now we're like, literally building our live show. We spent like $15,000 on live equipment over the nice. past, like, like week back. It's bad. Like, <laughs> like, dude, we were so like, you gotta understand like we were, our, this band was never supposed to be anything. Like I'd never been in a band. I didn't have any equipment to be in a band. So like when we played shows, bro, it was so like, do it yourself. It was like, just brought an amp on stage. Like I showed up and used the house mics and like, we didn't have anything. Like we didn't have backtracks. It was like, just whatever. I couldn't even hear myself when I was on stage because it was like, it's so loud. If you've ever played like you know, like you can't hear what's going on. And so we just ripped it, dude. And like, now we're like, <laughs> wait a second. If we're going to go on tour, like we should probably be like a professional band, you know, like we like should probably do it for real. So we just bought all this gear for in-ear monitors, like the whole, it's going to be yeah. And so this better work out because again, I'm going to be poor if it's not. And so I like, if you go into like this other room in my house over here, it's literally just like boxes, just like boxes of shit everywhere. It's, it's bad. It's real bad. Hey, but you're investing in yourself though. You're investing in the band, you're investing in your dream. And even if for, if for some random wacky reason, which I don't see this happening, but if for some random wacky reason, it doesn't work out. You can always look back and later on in life and say, you know, I gave it a shot. I'm never going to be wondering back in the end. However, I don't see that happening due to the fact that you're seeing the success starting to mount already. And just the timing of it, again, with this pop punk revival with emo style, essentially seeming like that logical next step, which I'm predicting is going to be that next step. Yeah. And you guys being that perfect band to be at the forefront of it. 
you're in prime position right now just to be a gigantic force in rock music in the next 10 years. We hope so, man. And, you know, we feel like our timing's really good. And, you know, we feel like we have the perfect personalities in the band to do it. Like we have, uh, I mean, Marcus, our guitarist, is an incredible songwriter. Uh, David's really the glue of our band holding everything together. And then, you know, I, I'm the psycho uh, front man. <laughs> kind of in the traditional sense. And, um, you know, we feel like we've got a good group of people and, you know, good heads on our shoulders and we work really hard. We work really, really hard at it, at this. I'm after this, I'm going to be doing a vocal lesson, right? Like, I mean, like I'm doing vocal lessons every day and like, I mean, I'm just doing everything I can to like really like make myself into a lead singer, right? Like it's no longer a hobby. Like this is my job now. And you have to think of it like that. Like you have to think of like being in a band as like, it's also, it's a business. It's your business. It's how you make money. It's how you survive. And like, we want to be able to put on, the best show we can for our fans, right? That's how you make something like being in a band. That's how you make something last 10 years, right? It's like by putting on good shows, putting on good music, putting on good content. And you can't do that unless you work at it. It's not, you know, just like you wake up and you write a song and put it out. No, no, no. There is a lot of work that goes into it um, behind, behind the scenes, right? Like that people don't know about. So, um, you know, that's what I dedicated myself to and, and, and what I'm doing now. And, you know, hopefully we'll see um, the uh, the fruits of that labor soon. And you might not see it right away again either. You It might take a little bit more time. But the fact of the matter is, is again, you're investing in yourself. You're investing in the band. You're investing in your dream to the point where this is what you're going to do. This is basically your life because yeah. I mean, you're not, you don't have any other backup plan right now. You quit your job in order to make this happen. But that also gives you a completely different mentality on top of it where you're thinking, this is my thing. Like, this is it. This is what yeah. I'm doing. And if something doesn't seem like, you know, it's working out instead of potentially just kind of letting it happen because you have something else that you could be doing in terms of like, oh, I can be working this job and making this money and playing yeah. it safe. No, you remove that safety net. So it's either I figure this out or I'm fucked. <laughs> there's no backup plan right now. There's no, like, this is what I'm doing. And if it doesn't, I, if we crash and burn, which we very might do, like, I got to figure something out because there's nothing else right now. Like we have, like I said, de again, dedicated our lives. This is what we want to do. This is what we'd love to do. There's no better feeling than being on stage, man. It's, it's better than drugs. It's better than sex. Like it's, it is the, it is the best feeling on earth. And there's nothing, there's no feeling I chase more than doing that. And being able to hear your songs, you know, sung back to you is a wild, wild feeling. Like there's just nothing uh, you, just, you can't compare to anything. And you know, we, we feel very fortunate that we get to do it and continue to get to do it. And we're going to do whatever we can to extend that into the future and, and make this a real thing and make this that something that people look back on and are proud of. And, and I can say like, yeah, I remember, I remember when First and Forever dropped that song. I remember when First and Forever was a little baby band and, and now they're here. So we're going to do our best. That's for sure. And, and to everyone that might be just streaming this on like Spotify, Apple Podcasts and iHeartRadio, Please go and like, if you're thinking, oh my God, this might sound like a little bit cocky. This might sound a little bit arrogant. What I want you to do is I want you to go to YouTube and actually watch the video of this because of course you're going to actually see Alex talking about this. You're going to take the look at his face and this doesn't have a look of like, I got this. This is cocky. No, there's the smile. I mean, it is just exudes confidence, not cockiness, confidence that this is going to end up happening. You can just tell that this is like, this is going to happen. You can just you, see you, this. <laughs> You got to be a little crazy to be in a band is someone, a smart person once told me. And I believe that to be true. You got to be a little nuts. Like who wants to share a van with five other dudes and sleep there and be right. You got to be a little nuts. And I, I think, you know, for us, we just, we believe in what we do, right? Like we believe 
that what we're doing is right and that it's going to be something. And if it's not like, fuck man, I'll go work at Burger King. I don't give a fuck. Like, you know, I, I can say that. I try. And here's the thing, man. It's like, I want to say when I'm a hundred that I had a chance to do something and I went for it. And if I fail, man, like at least I did it, you know, like I went for it. I'll never have that regret knowing that I, I didn't, I didn't try. And that's, that's kind of how I think about it. Right. That's how I think about the band and life is like, you got to try for things. Like things will not happen if you don't do them, if you don't go for them. And so for us, man, it's, it's, and for me personally, like this is my shot. Right. And I'm going to do everything I can to make it work. And if it doesn't work, I can say that I tried. And that is what's important in life. So again, that's where I can tell that confidence comes from too, because I'm in a very similar boat with that where it comes to the podcast as well. It's when I found out, like I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do and I didn't want to end up doing that play and say, if you're like cards against humanity card, you know, go to college, graduate, get married, have some kids, buy some shit, retire, move to Florida and die. No, I didn't want to do that. Yeah. Like that just, I like, I like at times, like I thought like, Oh, that might be the way to go. But then all of a sudden, yeah, 2017 happened. And you, everyone that's listening to the podcast where, you know, bad things happened to me in 2017, bad things, especially in the head. So yeah, that wasn't going to happen. And I was trying to figure out like, what do I want to do for myself? And all of a sudden it was start something with music, do this. And all of a sudden the podcast became my favorite thing ever. And yeah. I mean, I'm continually rolling. I mean, by the time this episode comes out, this will be my 190th one. So Amazing. I'm gonna, dude. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. I was get, I'm just keeping rolling on this because this is what I want to do. This is what I want to go for. And if by the time I hit hundred, all of a sudden, if this didn't become as the success that I want to become, I can look back and say, well, you know what? I did it. I went for right, it. Exactly. And I'm not going to regret and, that I went for it. Dude, that's exactly it. Right. It's like you went for it and you like you did. And I, I bet you're the, you're so happy that you did it. And even if it, fails or you don't want to do anymore, you're going to look back on all these episodes that you did and be like, fuck yeah, like I did it. Like, and it's, and I'm proud of this. And right. And that's what's important is like, are you proud of it? If you're proud of it, who gives a fuck what anyone else thinks? Like that's something you learn as you get older. Like who cares? Like if you're proud of it, if you like it, that's what you like. And you know what other people like? Other people like when they see other people who are passionate about something. Mm-hmm. There is nothing, there is nothing that I like more than meeting someone who is passionate about something, right? Like I feel like you know, you go to a bar and you, you meet someone like most people our age now, like they've gotten like their interests beaten out of them to like conform to like social norms, yeah, like, what's, cool yeah. what's not cool. Right. Like I know I did it. I did it for years. I did it for almost my entire life. I pretended I didn't like emo music because I didn't think it was cool. And then one day I woke up and I was like, what the fuck have you been doing? Like, who cares? Like, what, what do you? What, what, what do you care? What Sarah from Apple Valley high school, yes! the fuck if you like <laughs> emo music, like, why does that even matter? Like, yes! what is she doing with her life? Right. And so like, that's, I started this band and it was like amazing. Cause then I suddenly, it's like, I start this band and my first two friends ever who like emo music are Marcus and David who are in my band. And I'm like, wow. So there are other people out in the world. And then I put out my music and people are like, wait a second. Like other people like this type of music too. They like our music. Like, wait, there's more people like me. Yeah. There fucking is dude. And you just don't realize it unless you put yourself out there, right? Like you have to take that step and actually put yourself out there and actually do something because guess what? I can promise you this with 100% certainty, if you do not go for what you want to do, it will not happen. Yes. It, it absolutely will not. I, I am the perfect example of this, dude. I was grinding away at a fucking desk job for the last you know seven, eight years of my life, fucking miserable, like absolutely miserable. And then, and then one day I just had a thought like, hey, maybe I should just like start a garage band just for fun. I can say I did it. And now I've quit that job and my little hobby, my little garage band is now my full-time job because I did it. Had I not just woken up that day and thought that this never would have happened. And like, think about just like, and this is like, obviously very theoretical, but think about like how many ideas have been missed 
because that person just didn't wake up that day and just like never had that thought, never had that I should actually do it thought, right? Think about how many like, good ideas, how much good art, how many good songs, how many good movies, how many good like business ideas just didn't ever come to fruition because people just didn't do it. It's weird to think about. It's very yeah. weird to think about. It absolutely is. Again, I can I can even attest that with myself as well because when in twenty in twenty seventeen when everything was going wrong for me, I was working at a desk job too, and I fucking hated every second of it. I yeah. mean, it made me depressed. It made me feel terrible. All of a sudden, I'm like, I've got to figure out something to do for myself. And it was because of that desk job, and because of other things I went through that you know caused depression, even suicidal tendency at the same time as well. To try and break out of that and finally just own basically my own self. I started doing Emily Rocks. I did start doing this podcast as well. And then I left that job and tried, of course, I still needed money. So I went to a different job, which actually at that job, things are still going rather well in order to still supplement this until this makes enough money for me to just completely quit and just yeah. focus on this full time. But it got to a point where I'm like, you know what? I'm still spending a lot of time on this podcast, spending a lot of time on YouTube, spending a lot of time on all this other stuff that I absolutely love doing. And I'm just going to keep rolling with it. And when I take a look at life, I'm thinking, over the course of the past couple of years, my life has consistently been getting better and better. Even in 2020 with the whole entire shutdown, the pandemic, it was like, okay, how am I going to be able to like, you know, get through this point when all of a sudden, you know, everything shut down, can't go to concerts anymore. Cause that's always my favorite thing. So you be in the crowd, just yeah. enjoy that positivity of that family vibe. What the hell am I supposed to do? All of a sudden, I'm like, well, the podcast, I started interviewing bands in February of 2020, really. So why don't I just focus on that even more? And all of a sudden, that was in episode like 52. This is 190. Crazy. This is like just wow. over a year later. <laughs> like just, just completely went for it. And now here I am. Amazing, man. Well, and that you speak to exactly what I'm saying, right? It's because you just woke up and you're like, I'm going to do this. This is what I want to do. I'm going to direct my life in this manner. And I'm going to make decisions based on what I want to do, not what anyone else thinks. And, and now you're happy for it, right? You're on episode 190. You Clearly, you like it because you wouldn't do it 190 times if you didn't, right? So like... I, you just got to do things in life. You just got to go for it. You can't worry about what anyone else thinks because I guarantee you'll be more upset and more sad if you're worrying about everyone else and if you're just focused on yourself. Thousand percent. I'm in like I can say that with a hundred percent certainty. So you just got to do what like feels right and go for it. And look, am I lucky to be able to say that I did do that? Like I had a job, I could start a band as a hobby. Absolutely. Are other people as privileged to do that? No. But you can take steps, and I think that's like the key to all of it, right? Like I didn't start by like being in a band that's going to go on tour and right is putting out records and is on record i started a garage band that was step one it was a very small step i started and it wasn't even a garage band. let me take that back what i started doing was i went to a like practice space with our drummer and we sang covers together that's all we did for like three months we just practiced <laughs> singing we would put songs on the speakers and then practice singing it was the lamest thing ever we would sing we would sing if it means a lot to you by a day to remember. And I would sing the girl part. Like that's like, that's the shit that we were doing, man. Like, you know, it, like, Oh my God. Yeah. Dude, it's small steps though. It's really small steps, right? Like you have to look at things in like, like, what is my goal today? What is my goal tomorrow? What is my next goal? Right? Like we didn't, our goal when we started was never like to go on tour, which is our goal. Now that's our next goal. Like we want to go on tour. That was never our goal. Our first goal ever was we just want to like, have some fun and like sing some songs. Then our, our goal was we want to put, put a cover up on YouTube so that we can find a guitarist. Then we found a guitarist and we're like, we just want to play once a week for the next, you know, I don't know, a couple months. And then we want to write our first song. And then like the goalposts keep changing, right? The goal, goalposts keep growing and getting and changing based on when you reach those goals, right? So when we put out Chicago, our goal for that song was 1,000 streams all time. 
right? Like our yeah. uh, that song is like millions of views now. Like, but our goal was a thousand streams, right? You have to set achievable goals that you can then reach and then change your goals. Like change this is what I want to do next. And that's the thing about like anything is like you can start in baby steps. Start with your garage band, right? Like, like Amazon wasn't built overnight. No, right? Amazon was Rome built in a built freaking overnight. garage. Yeah, it started in a garage, man. Like, and that's how like all ideas start. Like, you, you you can't look at the end, like the end what you want. It has to be what are the steps that need to be taken in order to get to the end goal, right? Like my goal now and our band's goal now is like, we want to be, we want to go on tour. We want to put on our next record and we want to be bigger than we were the day before. And our ultimate goal is we want to be the, the next emo band. We want to be like the, the forebears of emo. Now. Like we want to be, have that title, right? Like that's what we want to do. Now, what are we going to do to get there? Right. That's our ultimate goal. There are a thousand steps on the way to that goal. There isn't like, like we're not just going to get there. Like we have to do, so much and it's gonna be a fuck ton of work and we're gonna grind and it's gonna be miserable sometimes but guess what like we love it and we're gonna keep going until we get there and if we don't get there we get back to the ultimate point we can say that we tried and that is what's important everyone listening take this fully of what alex just said because you know where the end goal where they want to get is but you know they're not trying to go from where they are now and just jump all the way up there you know, there's so many other goals you have to get, so many other steps you have to achieve to get up there. And instead of just trying to take off these major chunks, it's like, okay, what's the next step? What's the next step? I mean, how, like you said, you want Chicago just to get a thousand streams on Spotify and taking a look at your monthly listener account on Spotify right now, it's almost at 300 freaking thousand. Great. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> so you're, <laughs> seeing, so you're I, continually seeing yeah. those goals change and those goals increase, but what you're seeing is, you know, they're, the, the, the distance between where they are now and where the end goal is, is a lot closer than where it was two years ago and where exactly. it is now. However, there's still a lot of work to be done within that time. So it's kind of the same thing where no matter what you're trying to do, whether it's start your own business, whether it's start your own band, whether it's say you're, you're more of an entrepreneur and you want to work your way up within a company, whatever makes you happy, of course, because I know everyone has different priorities. Everyone has different ideals. Take find what that end goal, what you want is, but then figure out the steps you have taken in order to get there and make sure you follow each step. It's like, if I'm working out as well, it's like, I'm trying to get through a long run or a long bike ride. It's like, if I think about the whole entire thing at times, I, it's like, how the hell am I going to get past this? All of a sudden, what happens if, I yeah. get to a, what happens if I'm doing an hour long bike ride and 10 minutes in all of a sudden, you know, my, uh, like the muscles are right above my knees just start like, kind of like getting sore. I'm like, ah, shit. All of a sudden start thinking, okay, let's, let's put the goal at 15 minutes. Yeah. All right, now I got to that point. Now I'm kind of getting in the groove. All right, let's jump it up to 20. All right, now I'm in the groove. Let's jump up to 30. All right, now I'm halfway there already. Now let's just keep rolling. It's You build on that momentum if you focus on those small little wins as well, where all of a sudden you want the big one. I totally understand. That's but exactly right. if you focus right. on those small ones, they end up building into that big one. That's dude. That's exactly it, man. And like you just, you just grow and you grind and you focus on step by step. And you know, sometimes you, you have to take a step back, but like you just keep going, you put your head down and you start small. Everything starts small. Now we started at zero fans. I could not be any more clear about that. Like we did, we weren't some like TikTok star that had like this following of, you know, a million people and then puts out a song and it's mm -hmm. like popular. Like we didn't, we had zero when we started. Like it was the three of us. I didn't even tell my friends I was in a band. Like didn't even, didn't even mention it. So, I mean, that's where, you know, that's where it is. But 
you know, dude, this is a, uh, as, as we talked about, this is we're, we're, like my buddy is like literally pulling into the driveway because we're about to watch the wild game. So I feel like yeah. it's like a good note to end on. Um, dude, this has been a fucking blast. I'd love to do it again. Um, after, like, you know, before the next record comes out or after the next record comes out. And hopefully by then you're on episode like 390 or something, right? <laughs> hopefully. Well, I, again, I, I will normally always say like, you know, you guys have the last chance to say anything, but you pretty much just took it. So I normally end these podcasts with three things, but I'm I can do it. With, let's end it. Oh, like, dude, we got, we got like five minutes, so that's perfect. I can end this with four things. How about that? Let's so go, baby. For, I, got, I got four in me. First things first, when it comes to first and forever, when it comes to following them on all their socials, checking out their videos on YouTube, find where to find some of their freaking merch, and even knowing where to stream their music. I know what you guys are thinking. Kevin, please make this easy for us. Please put all the links in the description of the podcast for us so we can just click on them and get in with First Forever. And I'll tell you what, that's exactly what the hell I'm going to do. So we're okay. going to make sure that after you can find the links, they'll say find First Forever online. Everything will be there. Make sure you go follow, subscribe, listen to stuff, anything. Number two, this probably has been the most inspirational podcast I have ever freaking recorded. The most inspirational one. I, I mean, I'm flying after this one. This was freaking awesome. This is like Gary V-esque style from an emo band. This is fantastic. So, <laughs> That's flattering. Wow. Dude, when the next record comes out, before the next record comes out, I'm going to keep tabs on it, and we will definitely 100% do this again and talk all about that brand new record. Awesome. Now, here's number three. This is something I like to do if I have an artist on the podcast that I absolutely enjoy having on and just... You know, I want to make good on this promise as well. This happens 100% of the time. And Alex, holy shit, you are not breaking this tradition. I know you guys want to get out on tour. I want to see you guys get out on tour. Okay. So, so much so that the promise is not if. The promise is when. Okay. I get to see First and Forever on tour for the first time. When I see you guys live for the first time, my promise is this. First round's on me. Fucking deal. I'm a... I, I'm a big drinker, so like, yeah, you, I'm gonna hold you to that. That we'll have a lot of fun after the show, though. Absolutely, I'll drink with you after the show. Do not let me drink before the show. Only after. I have a we have a a, a tradition where we take one shot before the show. That's all I have, and then after the show, I can do whatever I want. One one before, so I will absolutely take you up on that offer. That sounds like a fucking blast, man. Uh, I was say, you know me. I'm from Milwaukee. I'm from where where, where beer lives, basically. I mean. Love that. Uh, there's, a, there's a PBR fridge in the corner of my room right now. It's just sitting that's the, there. That's the dream, man. Well, hey, uh, is there a fourth thing? Is there one more? The fourth thing is, in all good conscience, I cannot end this podcast on a goodbye because this was incredibly awesome. Again, the most inspirational podcast I think I've ever done. And there is the promise of first rounds on me. And we're going to end up doing this podcast again when the new record is ready to come out so we can get more people amped up for it. So I can't end this with a goodbye because that seems way too final. We're going to end it with the most classic thing I can. Yeah. See you later. Fuck yeah, dude. Can't wait. Whoa, 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 folks. This is an interview with Alex Man, first and forever. And again, if you're not inspired by that podcast, if you're not inspired to check out first and forever, if you're not inspired to get into the emo revival, and if you're not inspired to find out what makes you happy and just go after it, then listen to it again and tell me again because, oh my Lord, I want to thank Alex for being on the podcast today because he, he's one of my favorite guests. He's right up there with Renee Mott of, of Reach NYC, right up there with Joey Verrera, right up there with Mixie, right up there with Diamante, Plants from Ashes and New, the guys from Modern Day Escape, Waking Terra, uh, Ronan when that episode comes out as well, King Collapse, 
Rosie. I mean, there's so many I could name, and Alex is right up there with them. So again, when it comes to finding first and forever, when it comes to following along with them on their social medias, when it comes to making sure you get into the band and listen to music, all the links in the description for the podcast below. When they have new music coming out, which should come out at some point, but be sure to listen to the Let This Love Lie Dead EP in the meantime. Listen to the Titcher song. I think you're going to really love it because I sure as hell do. Be sure to do that. You can follow along with them. If you're subscribed to this podcast, I want to thank you already. If you're not subscribed, you can subscribe on Spotify, Podcast, Google Play, iHeartRadio. Please follow MSOT Rocks as well. Link description below for all those. And on that note, that's going to be for me, guys. Thank you for watching and listening to this episode of the Chord Progression Podcast brought to you by MSOT Rocks and Rock and Roll Thrive. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I and every single one is up to the big, healthy, and hearty. See ya! Yeah!